Fare thee well, fare thee well, I love you more than life itself. It's never a song Vince McMahon has sung about anyone but himself. Welcome to the program. I am official number one host, John Hastings, and I'm joined by, not nearly as important, not nearly as powerful in the organization of the show, my co-host, capital C, capital O, small H, small O, small S, small T, no dash, Dylan uh, Agrarian God. Go ahead, Dylan. I am uh, Kamala Harris, and that, of course, is Sleepy John Haste. Oh, I don't know. I, I have dementia, but really, it's just a stutter. <laughs> John will die of natural causes in the next couple of years, leaving me, the ex-police chief, to fucking run this bullshit. That's right. With my next vice president, the Lizard People. That's right. The Republicans were right. They were just a bit off. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The rest of the review has been... Trojan horsing you. Welcome to the Conspiracy Review. <laughs> my name is John Owen Benjamin Hastings. And this is my co-host, Dylan Ben Rogan. God. This show would do a lot better if we just casually talked about how conspiracies are fucking real, I mean, bro. What you have to do is you have to do what Ben Shapiro or Joe Rogan does, which is they mix in truths. Like They're like, we all can agree air is good to breathe. And everyone's like, that's true. And then they follow it up with... And, of course, um, Muslim people uh, invented shitting on babies. And you're like, wait, what? I agreed, with, <laughs> I agreed with that one thing. That other thing does not sound correct. Ben Shapiro is c- clearly born out of some, like, trying to get one specific bully back. Like, he just got he just got beat up by the same girl who then grew up to be a lawyer every day for, like, 15 years and then never got his and then and then she was like you know what ben i was a really bad person back then i'm really sorry and then uh, apology not accepted madam you first of all you're talking to me and we're not married and uh, my name's ben and i uh i'm the only person that you can see i have a micro penis from um uh, space also it's very important to remember that i don't actually understand what the tenets of left-wing and right-wing politics are. I'm mostly just, uh, I'm using my radio show to write a bunch of mystery novels that are thinly veiled uh, threats against um, homosexuals, which is true. They are amazing. Like, have you ever seen the show The Office where Michael Scott's script Operation Midnight is read? They're like that, only totally serious, and the world is fun. <laughs> and the operation midnight for vince mcmahon of course is 2005 because yeah baby if you all thought 2020 2005 is the is the wrestling equivalent of 2020 i don't, see here's the weird thing about 2005 is that there are some things that they do that are great Yeah, when vince mcmahon uses the n-word your favorite thing ever i remember <laughs> So the great things start and end with Vince McMahon's in the N-word and then the JR's butt sketch and um, what's the third thing? I don't know. And then oh, Hi- and then Heidenreich is just still alive, which I really like. Also, another good thing that's happening right now is John Heidenreich. You guessed it, still alive. That's a great thing. John, I, I'm, I don't know this. I haven't Googled it yet. I'm going to say John Heidenreich. Are we going alt-right? Not alt-right. What are you going to say? I'm going to say no online presence at all. Oh. This is a fun game, though. Old wrestler. No online presence. Right wing. Normal guy. Uh, thus far, I cannot see a Twitter. There you go. No online presence at he all, He does have baby. a Wikipedia page that is clearly not written by him. Well, he was like a crazy guy. Like, he would, like, 
have I don't think it was crazy. I think he was just prone to panic attacks, the stuff I read about him. And then everyone in the WWE at that time didn't know what a panic attack was. It was like, he's being a pussy. I don't know. He would have these large swaths of time where he was crying and saying he was nervous. So that he persisted positive for pussy. I have found his I think I found his Twitter. It's not been active since what year? 2012. 2012 October of. Okay. Here's the last tweet. Tweet. I need new friends. All my friends end up missing in action. I'm a POW prisoner of wrestling. Hoorah. HWO. Heidenreich. World Order. Yeah, so that's no online presence at all. Good for I me. I still maintain that that guy's all right, though. Like, there's no way. <laughs> you won't accept the L. That's that's fine. Just take the L, buddy. I mean, I'm giving you, I'm giving you the W, but I'm still, I'm putting an asterisk next to it. One and O, Dylan got in the what's that wrestler up to game? Yeah, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, but it should be, it should come with a big needle next to it. Sick needle. Well, a lot of people were on steroids. Also, Babe Ruth didn't have to play against black people. So also Mickey, also Mickey Mantle was blatantly on so much speed. Yeah, that's sick. They all were. Yeah. They've all admitted that in the 60s and 70s. They were like, uh, do you know what cocaine is like when you mix it with better cocaine? It is called what I take every yeah. day. You just go to a doctor and get barbiturates because they're legal. Speaking of taking speed, let's talk about Vince McMahon in 2005. Now, this is this is a big year because I think this is the, this is the year where Vince McMahon switches from trying to go back to the Attitude Era to uh, I have now created my own world. The walls are high. No one can get in. Well, this is interesting because this is one of the first years where they like start to pivot towards p- pretty PG stuff. Like they're not doing Attitude Era stuff, by which I mean, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Doc- yeah, Doctor Heine, the N word, Muhammad Hassan are all very. A- this is the last. Next year is the PG year of beginning. This is the last gasp of the ruthless aggression craziness, where it's like, well, we'll just we invented ISIS. <laughs> no it's like this isn't as bad as other stuff like all right, what they have uh no it's isolated incidents no no yeah but the other ones are isolated no one gave birth to a hand it's not every, every week, week coming out and be like we we have a character who's pretending to be a joint and his finishing move is he gets hard when he sees a woman passed out that was that was 2004 2005 is like this guy mentioned weed once exactly once now he's having a match against Viscera. So sick that he loves weed, though. It's fucking sick. But, like, uh, Val Venus, they take all the, like, fun character out of Val Venus, the Hurricane and Rosie. You know what this is? It's weird because, like, they have no new ideas at all, except for, like, this is the start. This is the start of 2020 wrestling where it's like, we'll give him a name and it'll be Ken Throbbing. Why is it Ken Throbbing? It tested well. And then they just out there. Like,. They just rename people weird shit. And in this corner, Drake Klim Klom Klum Klom. His gimmick is he's yeah, exactly. covered in mayonnaise because we got money from the mayonnaise conglomerates. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another thing that it, it's completely over by this time, but it's like the theme song is not written by the in-house person, so it's not like a good wrestling theme song, but they do get money because some weird recording label wants like ever clear to play triple h's theme song yeah exactly and uh uh but it's not the original Everclear. it's Everclear started by when that guy left the band because i don't know if you guys know this i know a lot oh no i'm thinking of uh evanescence never mind no Everclear is just working for the wwe as people that set up the ring now 
<laughs> no, the Everclear is still probably doing COVID, COVID concerts with the mouth. You know what I mean? That's Smash Mouth for you uninitiated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan's favorite band? Exactly. Steve from Smash Mouth, COVID isn't real. Whatever, Steve. You're still an You've idol You absolutely me. nailed it. Uh, Everclear is still on tour. They'll be playing uh, in... Can you be- can you believe it in Texas on October the third? Wow! Woo! Wow! They are still doing concerts in Texas. Yeah, baby. Modesto, California, uh, in November. That will be getting canceled. I will tell you what's not getting canceled. That KC show. In, uh, oh my God! They're playing tonight, tonight, and tomorrow night in Texas. Go on. Here's the thing. I though, will this buy is what you I a new life. 2005. I will buy While we were talking about fucking the clear, um, I was lo- I'm looking up all these pay per views. And just rechecking the names on it, and there's no one like the Chris Masters is this year. They try and start Chris Masters, um, but other than that, because this is, by the way, this is I truly believe this is what happened. Vince McMahon has put his daughter in charge of creative. Vince McMahon hates his kids because they're not just avatars of him. So this is also the beginning of we need to write everything out and have a plan because stephanie is in the end stephanie's a very young person new to a business who's been given a job through nepotism so one of the ways that you deal with that is you create other structures around it so it looks like you're very good at the job it's also this is the rise of michael hayes being the creative force of the company because he guides stephanie through this situation which i assume vince mcmahon didn't like because he's always just like why does he have an erection near my daughter You. I think it's probably like, I know why you have an erection, and can I ask Triple H what you are like? Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh, hey, it's me, Michael. Hey, Stephanie, sorry to call you after nine. I just was wondering, uh, does your pussy smell like molasses or maple syrup? It's one of the two. Because <laughs> I think you have Dave. That's, our, that's your Michael Hayes now? Yeah. You switched to Michael Hayes. Yeah, I changed it up. This this is new. Is that his home voice? This is new creative Michael Hayes. All right. <laughs> hey, what's up, NXT ladies division? Uh, welcome to your next part of your trial. Will you all just watch me, Jack? <laughs> this is 2005 PG-13, though. Like, yeah, but again, I maintain, by the way, that as soon as as soon as things get uh, PG-13 out front, things get triple X out back. Yeah, like the women's division is just still. They, like, the women's division is, is essentially just Harvey Weinstein's inner office, um, and yeah, Vince McMahon is running. Like, this is literally just Vince McMahon is running around trying to make new stars. It's not working. <laughs> I got COVID. He is going out of his way to make Jr. look like a piece of garbage because subconsciously he knows that Jr. is on his way out as. Um, head of talent relations and he is no longer picking his talent and you can see this by the way because the last two major stars of the wwe that are made totally organically that were accepted by the fans are john cena and batista who picked them you guessed it jim ross suck my butt john laura piss face yolo this is also the eugene this is also when eugene becomes really big hogan comes back like this is such a vince mcmahon planned year and he this and he's trying things, but it's also like he's not thinking them through. How like Hogan comes back for the hall? Okay, we're jumping around. Should we start in January? Let's start in January. Go ahead, Dylan. Take me through. Take me through. Come on, come on. Okay, here's what happened. Okay, bud, let's let's go through it. It's January. It's oh, it's cold as a witch's tit. There, we're leaning against the fence, talking about how old uh, Deb from down the way, her daughter's all pregnant, gonna name the kid Deborah. Bad idea. Should name it Brenda because she's gonna be a waitress with those fucking eyes. 
Ooh, January 30th, Royal Rumble Ooh. takes place at the Save Mart Center. Fun fact about the mid-2000s, this was also the height of the really bad names for arenas, like the like, welcome to the Tempex, you forgot to put it in and you're free blood, but now you just got Bloody Jean Center in... <laughs> Oh, yeah, buddy, because uh, every fucking corporation's buying up arenas, and I'll tell you this, people love that shit. Ooh, it's the Condom Depot Center. Get a condom at the door. That's your ticket. Wear the condom. That means you get out. You don't get out of the arena unless you wear the condom. That's another thing that we didn't mention. Never forget, and this just shows the immaturity and... um Criticize someone's immaturity, John. This was the immaturity and homophobic nature of the NHL, which was the uh, Gaylord Recreational Center, which is where the Nashville uh, Predators played until very recently. None of the commentators could say that without being like, because they are, you know. They are. (laughs) Yeah, especially in hockey where they're always going, oh, they're dumping it in their end. Yeah, I'd like to dump it in your end too, buddy. (laughs) That means splooge. They're fucking. Well, this is something you have to mention is the 2004 was a down year. 2005, every single pay-per-view is up. They're hot. Buy rate is 575,000, 575,000, uh, up 75,000 from the previous year. Edge beat Shawn Michaels. Undertaker beats Heidenreich, ending Heidenreich's push that was two weeks long. And uh, JBL t- keeps the title. Triple H beats Randy Orton in a singles match because, of course, he does. Batista eliminates John Cena in a really good Royal Rumble where Vince McMahon tears both his quads. John? It's really good. This Royal Rumble is amazing for a couple of reasons. One, um, they both fuck up the ending really bad, fall out of the ring at the same time, land at the same time. Two, it's crazy. They accidentally do something that would have been like really hard to actually do apparently batista was supposed to hold so what happens was batista's got john cena for a powerbomb cena goes backwards towards the ropes and batista was supposed to grab the top rope as cena was falling cena falls out batista narrowly avoids it narrowly avoids falling out sorry um but what happened was no top rope they both just fucking smacked and landed at the exact same time through a lot of really good improvising the referees figured out that they would just be like okay well we've been doing this whole raw smackdown thing let's just hold up our hands at the sa- the guy's hands at the same time and we'll deal with everything that way and that way we'll buy time what they were doing was trying to find eric bischoff and teddy long uh they couldn't find them so what happened was vince mcmahon came out doing a mixture of i'm actually angry vince but trying to also perform and teared both <laughs> tore both, both his quads, his quads as he got in the ring and then just sat there and apparently afterwards cleared the hallway himself because he wanted everyone to see himself walking because he would not be carried back to the... He would not be carried through the hallway. He was going to fucking walk through the fucking hallway and he did. What This is weirdly commendable, but it's also like him just yelling the spots at Cena and Batista angrily. And I don't know if... I'm sure people out there... Where you're already mad, and then you hurt yourself really badly while you're already mad. It's one of the most frustrating things in the world. So I do feel for Vince McMahon, the man who covers up murders, doing this somehow. I I feel very bad for him because of a couple of things. One, um, he had to show weakness on television. And you know his goddamn wife reminded him of that a bunch of times. Yeah. 
He had to sit down. He was yelling, get me a goddamn chair. Vinny. This was Vinny's planned. crying while he's walking to the ambulance. Shut up, Linda. Shut the fuck up. I tore both my quads. I'm a little girl. I'd give you an epidural, but you hid those ones when I was giving birth, didn't you, Vince? Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> um, apparently, they had to clear the entire backstage area after Vince walked back. Uh, bear in mind, there is some conjecture. You know, he claimed he tore both of his quads on getting into the ring. Um, what's even sliding into sliding the into the ring? What's better is there's a rumor that he only tore one getting into the ring, and he tore the other one because he insisted so much to walk yeah. to the ambulance by himself that he was straining so much he tore the other quad, which is really good stuff. Yeah, because it was I thought he tore one as he was like trying to get in the ring, and then he tried to stand up in the ring on a torn quad, tore the other one. Vinny has to sit on his boom boom. I love it so. Yeah, he sits. He sits like a kid having a temper tantrum and just screams at two big men. So fun, and they're scared too. Everyone's scared when Vince comes out because they're like. <laughs> Apparently, Edge was like still. He had just been eliminated, so he was just back there, like kind of like gathering his stuff and whatever, and just saw Vince fucking power walking through, and he just was like, "Oh, this guy's so tense. He's going. This is gonna be horrible." And it was. But still, one of the funniest things is because you can see him be like, ah! <laughs> I love it. I love that he runs. He apparently ran away. He was just like, well, got to go. I would love if there was, if anyone else uh, ran that company, you would have had a camera on Vince McMahon the whole time because they would have loved the footage of him trying to stay in character while the searing pain of tearing at least one quad is just rifling through his body. Oh, I got news for you. If this had happened to JR, if this had happened to Eric Bischoff or JR, he would be showing this every day before the start of Raw and SmackDown. Every time there's a WWE program, that this would be the opening credits. Just someone that he's considered yeah. an enemy. Uh, 2005 is an interesting year in this. This is, I feel like, the most, the most honest Vince McMahon is about himself in the way that this year starts. In that he, there's one second of something that's out of control and he gets so angry he injures himself and reveals he's still on steroids in the same moment explain the steroids thing only people that are on steroids tear your quads it thins that muscle yeah um because that muscle can't stretch and be frayed like that when you're on steroids so it's literally it's one of those like do it's like um if you suddenly need braces in your 30s it's one of those things where it's like that guy's on steroids go test him like it's like Dave Meltzer will constantly talk about it. He's like, "Look at all the guys that have torn their quads." I, you're you're telling me that they're not on steroids? Like it's it's like Triple H, big old torn quad. Kevin Nash, after not being in the ring for a while, comes back looking good, torn quad. Vince, oh, Vince McMahon, two thousand and five, gearing up to probably try and be on the cover of Esquire magazine for their studs edition, torn quad. Here's some people <laughs> who have never torn quads: Dylan Gott, Dylan Gott's mom. Dylan Gott's grandmom, who has torn quads. Dylan Gott's wife, because she fucking juices hard. She's tight. Oh, yeah. Well, she has to. I tell her. Yeah, to. it is weird that you that was in your wedding vows. And you better start getting on the gas, baby, because I want to be... And you better fucking be able to F5 a shark like Brock Lesnar did. I love you, but if you don't look like Barry Bonds with a cunt, we're getting fucking divorced. Vince, February 2nd, goes to his surgery for Dr. James Andrews. This is notable here. There is no sketch about him as he's recovering <laughs> from his surgery. 
<laughs> where someone like finds out that he has little bitch quads or whatever. Or there's a doctor named Dr. No Quads who's like, ooh, I found something in your quad. It's called a pussy. You're a fucking vag hole. Um, one of the writers was uh, actually uh, uh, pitched that uh, Vince McMahon goes in to have uh, his penis enlarged for surgery. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you have one really tiny quad. Ooh, that's your dick. Ooh, must be small. That wrestler, that uh, that writer was later uh, uh, sent to London on July seventh of this year. <laughs> so yes, this is another thing. They are heating up Muhammad Hassan because, as I should have mentioned. During this, uh, the Royal Rumble match, uh, Muhammad Hassan comes out. Every wrestler stops, and they all eliminate Muhammad Hassan. People fuck it. People fucking hate Muhammad Hassan, but it also puts him over. Also, the thing that Bruce Pritchard says, the thing that I remember from this time as well, is when they brought in Muhammad Hassan, they did legitimately present him just as nothing. And they let the fans project whatever they wanted onto oh, him. Oh, yeah. And the fans projected racism onto him. So it's like, and Vince McMahon can't come out and be like, listen, the fans are racist. We just, his first, uh, his original character was, I, because of September 11th, I can't live a normal life. And the racists were, and, the, and then the fans were like, that's because you carry in shoe bombs in your turbans. Um, it's very good. I will say this, the Muhammad Hassan character, it goes too far very quickly. Vince really does go like, oh, that's what you want to do? Well, fucking, we're going 100, we're going 100. The final thing that they do is, I remember watching it being like, this is as violent as I've ever seen wrestling without blood. Yeah, he... The, it the, this gimmick ends basically what it was is the fans went we want a hamburger and Tell Vince was like was. good someone get a hamburger and shove it up their ass and they're like whoa no 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 I'm Doctor Heine also the original sketch for Doctor Heine well that's what happens this year was Vince just fucking takes his cock out and fucks that fake ass for a while by the way that is a fake ass <laughs> he went to a porn store bought a fake ass and I'm gonna say somewhere between 100 and 101 percent sure that Vince McMahon fucked that fake ass. Yeah, it's 100. percent It's I. We're, we'll get to Doctor Heine in a second because there's a lot of fun stuff to to unpack about that one. We're only in February, but he does. Sorry, February 2nd. I don't know if I mentioned, but Vince uh, went underwent surgery. Doctor James Andrews to repair his quads, and he was walking pretty quickly after this because Vince McMahon. Cannot be cucked by anything. Triple H out for a year. Vince McMahon, the next month, is at TV. Probably, like, walking so straight-legged, walks up to Triple H, calls him a bitch, shows him his penis, and then makes Triple H walk away. You walk away. Yeah. He has surgery February 2nd. He's back March 18th to announce that there will be a draft. Um, Also, this is Spike TV. They're pivoting off of Spike TV and going back to the USA Network. And this is, ladies and gentlemen, the beginning of Vince. This is when Vince McMahon, this is a difference to now. Uh, This is Vince McMahon getting screwed. The ratings are now soft. Spike TV is not necessarily wanting to, they want to renegotiate the deal. Vince says, up your butt and around the corner. That's where you're going to find your fucking deal, bud. Going back to USA, USA goes, oh, of course you can come back, but you're not getting a cut of advertising. You're only getting a license fee, which at this time, 
is a real fucking kick in the head. And by the way, what a mistake Vince McMahon was to take this at the time. What a brilliant move that turned out to be as advertising revenue has cratered for all of the networks. And the only thing that gets huge money is TV licensing for live events such as wrestling. So this is a really stupid moment as Vince McMahon prepares to go back to USA Network. Turns out to be the reason why his company has record profits right now. Well, Vince is... I forget the reason why they left USA in the first place, but the but Spike TV essentially was trying to pivot. Oh, the reason I can explain the reason was um, Vince McMahon fucked a flag in front of the board of directors, and then they wouldn't applaud for him. He was like, uh, "You applaud for me after this great presentation," and they're like, "What are you presenting?" And he was like, "How good I can fuck a flag," and they were like, um, "What does that have to? What does that have to do with your television show?" It films mostly in America. Now applaud for me. And they were like, get, get the fuck, get the fuck out. Um, it was a, he got a better deal with Viacom. He got a crazy good deal with Viacom. Yeah. I don't remember if you, if you remember when he switched to Spike TV, but every Viacom property had a wrestling show. Like MTV was suddenly covering it. Then that's when we got confidential. Like they got so many programs. It was, they pushed it so hard because but they wouldn't put it on CBS and that's the interesting part where it's like for all the good that this did where just obviously just Vince getting a lot of money which is the whole point of any business but it did weirdly hurt WWE in the short term because Spike TV obviously wasn't as in as many homes as USA so less people watch it and then over time it starts to dip and then he has to do interviews about like why is wrestling doing so bad it's like well we don't even not not to mention the fact that our creatively we're in a rut right now but also there's just not as many people that could watch this yeah and also because he, he also explained that too many people were super pussies because fucking yeah poon bags yeah, spike tv's fucking sick Iolo. WrestleMania 21, which is, I'm going to say this, a very underrated It's a very good WrestleMania. It has, it has one of the best matches ever, uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, one of the best segments ever. Eugene, Hulk Hogan, Divari. <laughs> yeah, or Hulk Hogan goes, and that's where they belong, brother. Yeah. And I don't mean the character, dude. I mean the type of people. What's even better, by the way, is the Hogan knows best where he's trying to go. He's trying to go to the ring, and they have they. It, he has a, an argument with his wife that goes from fake for a reality show to clearly a real argument because. I'm in a long-term relationship. Dylan's on a long-term relationship. We've all been in fights, and we know where it turns from one type of fight to another. And you watch it live on camera, and then Hulk has to leave to go to the ring. But it's fake, so it's like they're just in a conference room, and he walks into what's clearly a closet and then has to walk back out. And because they filmed it so quickly, you see him walk back out and then walk to the other door. It's real good stuff. Do you know what the original uh, idea for the Divari's, uh thing at WrestleMania was? Hulk Hogan fucks both their wives, uses the N word, and then that's the entire WrestleMania. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, except he was he was uh, he was sky he was skydiving for Hogan knows best. Oh yeah, and they were like, well, why don't we combine them? We'll drop you out of we'll drop you out of a plane, and instead of arena, you will just drop you, and you can drop the leg from the plane onto a mosque, oh, that's ruining sick. the mosque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You die. But also the mosque is done, so that's that's a tie. Yeah, that's fucking killer. That's not. That's a. Dylan, you know what that? That is? was the original. That's a fucking idea right there. <laughs> that's a fucking idea. This is all right. WrestleMania 21 is important for two reasons. Also, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, right? Great. Then they had 
Um, the first Money in the Bank ladder match. Edge won. Great. They're pumping up Edge. Undertaker beats Randy Orton. Everyone had just assumed Randy Orton would win because he's the new guy, but the Undertaker starts really starts. This is the start of the streak. This is the start of them talking about Again, we've argued about, about this streak. a lot. The, the streak is first mentioned at WrestleMania 18. I should say this then. This is the first good match in the streak in quite There we a while. go. I'll give you that. I'll give you this is the first time the streak is like it means something because maybe this guy could beat him. It's also um, one of the first big moments of strain between The Undertaker and Vince McMahon because Bullet Bob Orton has hep C and bleeds all over The Undertaker. Cool. Yeah, you know why I got hep C there, Undertaker? I got it because I drank a bunch of hep in the 80s because Rowdy Piper's a prankster, man. He likes to rib. Now let's bleed. <laughs> ah, did a bunch of pranks that resulted in the AIDS crisis. Do you guys want to hang out after this? Ah, drink a bunch of mouthwash. I like to torture people I find who wants to fall asleep and light their feet on fire. <laughs> so you got two great matches, right? The Undertaker, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Great shit. Uh, what about Trish Stratus versus Christy Hemi? Winner of the winner of the Diva Search, baby. Fucking in WrestleMania. And she is needing more training as a wrestler, but does pretty good in a way. Well, also, Trish Stratus during this time is like, they were like, for, for a hot second, Vince was like, I think women are going to be wrestlers. And Trish Stratus probably got really excited. And then this year is the year he came back. Nope. No, your uh, your objects again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and then he just put a drink on her head and was like, "No, don't fucking move. <laughs> That's your job now. You're a table now. When you're out there, you're a person. Now you're a table again." I just assume Trish Stratus just gets a few million dollars a year from like a W from Jerry McDivitt of just like, please, please, ple- like, just don't. No, don't tell them. Like, don't tell. No, like you know what I mean. Like, in terms of. Uh, the Me Too movement, if she comes forward and it's just like, remember when he made me bark like a dog? The entire world would be like, wait, what? That is a wrestling moment that wrestling fans remember badly. Um, Anyone else who just sees wrestling? <laughs> like, it all looks like Trish barking like a dog. I, I think that's the funny part that no one really realizes, is that it all was Trish barking like a dog. That's just the craziest moment that we saw. Relatively, there's no different. There's no difference between Trish barking like a dog and like just a generic segment where vet where the Godfather is like, "Do you want to fuck all these women or do you want to wrestle a match?" Like that was every segment for like two years. Yeah, it's pretty and we're like, sick. Wow, she barked like a dog. But like, do you understand? <laughs> also, the prostitutes work for Reek because they're all sluts. That was also the that was how they made him a good character. By the way, where it's like, oh, all these women just fuck for free because they're fucking. Oh yeah, they they, like WWE. Fuck. And then they give me the money anyway because they're women and they can't handle their own money. They need a man to have all their money. As Brendan Burns has pointed out many times, their version, um, their version of a feminist, uh, uh, a feminist movement was called was briefly called the Divas Revolution, which is slang for women being very rude. So even when they're trying to be feminist, it's like. These Spoiled. bitches are having a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches want to do some shit. Two important things, though. Uh, Vince McMahon finds uh, hottie number one, John Cena. Woo. John Cena is getting a pop like it's the 80s, meaning women like him, children like him, which men will eventually hate with a passion. Of course. <laughs> Batista. Batista. 
he, very important here, this is very, very important, is the only character ever in the history of wrestling. No, sorry. He's the only character post-2002 to be portrayed as a guy who got one up on Triple H. Absolutely. And the only reason that's possible is because he's got a wide penis you can see through black trunks and also because he um, just full-on... Uh, became Triple H's friend and got him to agree to it one time when Triple H had had too much cake. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have had all those. I, I had a Coca-Cola and a half. <laughs> Should I drive? I just had a, I, I had a ginger ale three days ago, too. Oh! I, <laughs> I can feel it in my sides. I need a month off. <laughs> <laughs> but Batista is right. So so it's it's really... They... they Triple H allows this to happen. Vince allows this to happen. Batista is portrayed as like Triple H is going to turn on him. And every other time in wrestling, this is very important. Every other time in wrestling, it's like, oh, Triple H is going to turn on somebody. But the person doesn't know. But then they always go, Batista just knows exactly what's going to happen. So it's like, and they never do this again, which is like such an easy thing to go to of like, oh, this guy's super smart. And the other thing about Batista is he's got that like weird Roman Reigns thing to him, but no one hates him for it. I don't know. He just comes off cooler than Roman Reigns for some reason. But he's still like that smirking big dude. I can explain what it is. You want me to explain what it is? God damn it. No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This is a talk show. Um, I really enjoyed how long that silence was. Um, I mean, <laughs> in editing, it'll be deleted. No, 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 no. Leave it. Um, here's the thing to remember. The fans had John Cena. As crazy as this is going to sound, John Cena was the organic pick of the fans. John Cena, it's again, at this time, the SmackDown title is is equivalent to the Intercontinental title. And John Cena wins that, and people go crazy. But bear in mind, because other matches had ran long, and this was a very segment-heavy WrestleMania, which is why it doesn't get remembered, and then you got the Davari, Eugene, Hulk Hogan malarkey, and then you have the Rowdy Piper, Piper's Pit with Steve Austin, which is like, is again, Vince McMahon being like, we'll give it to the fucking fans that remember this bullshit. And then it's super long because you're like, you can't put the cokehead in the ring with the drunk and think that they're going to respect time limits. Um, and <laughs> and then uh, and then you have John Cena win the title. That that match inadvertently had to be cut down to eight minutes. So you, ba- you accidentally have John Cena squash JBL that the fans don't like get the title and be portrayed like this fucking big man. So what it is is that they're like, we like Batista because they also have John Cena who's this organic big hero. It's a full year before people are like, nah. like everyone was like, oh, no one liked John Cena at the beginning. No, the tides turned against John Cena at the second ECW one night stand. That was the moment where it was like, oh, it's actually way more fun to boo this guy than it is to cheer for this guy. Here's how I disagree is because I think that oh. in w- rewatching all this stuff for this, it, John Cena loses his edge after the Big Show feud because that's when they're like, okay, this guy can't be a white rapper forever. But the weird thing is that's what works for him. Like once John Cena stops doing promos by just freestyling on people and essentially calling them uh, <laughs> saying he has a big dick and he's going to fuck them with his big dick or that they are gay and they have small dicks whereas he has a fucking huge dick and he fucks a lot once that legit once that stops he's done at like his, his male fan base decreases because it's 2005 we don't like Muhammad Hassan Tell us you're a big dick, but you have a big dick. But also, we like to hear that men have big dicks. But also, we don't like gay people. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, we are schizophrenic in the things of, that we like. Do you have a big juicy dick that's like got a bunch of sweat on it and just glistening? Can I see it? 
also, I just wanted to see it to know how unattracted I am to it. Now I have to go home for an unspecified reason. Yeah. Can I see a woman in the background? She is out of focus, and I don't know that she's there. I want you to be there. <laughs> I want it to be sweaty. I want it to be wet. I want I want the head Ooh. to glisten. Can the head glisten like a precious gem? I want it to be veiny. <laughs> All right. And I don't want you to touch it, but I want it to be this is gonna this is so creepy. No, go, go, go. I want go. it to be I want it to be almost hard and then get hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it goes like guah. And then I need everyone to leave and I need it to be very quiet for a little bit, and then I will no longer have the urge to kill. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, like Cena starts to change because they start to make him PG Cena and Batista they f- Batista fucks himself over because he says something that is true which is like oh raw is a better show. And like yeah, it I mean raw raw has all the stars and Smackdown's like hey we got a special guest appearance. Look, it's the mayor of Poughkeepsie. The tide only really turns against Batista at the very end and mostly when he just comes back. And is the reason Daniel Bryan doesn't win the Royal Rumble. Like that's the main time when people are like, I don't care for this, actually. Oh no, and and also like the fact that Batista at this point gets in a fight with Booker T, loses the fight, and then Vince goes, mm, Oh no. yeah. When does that ha- that happens next year though? No, because Batista's on SmackDown by this year. Yeah, I think because I think they're like, okay, you want to fucking say all this shit about SmackDown? We're putting you on SmackDown, or we're putting Cena on Raw, which is the first time you really get to see John Cena be like the flagship dude. Whereas Batista has this like edge to him just inherently, and Cena just kind of you need to like present him in this way, which Vince just doesn't want to for some reason. Because guaranteed, Vince is like, I don't understand the white rapping thing or the rapping thing and why it's getting over. I guarantee he doesn't know what hip hop is. You mean poems? I guarantee he calls them. Po- you mean poetry? <laughs> oh, the angry poems. Yes. Yeah. I have a couple angry poems. Here's a haiku. Shit, I did on your wife. Come to. <laughs> Fucking nailed it, man. <laughs> nice. Was that a haiku? I don't fucking know. I don't really know what a fucking haiku is. I can't read. Come, um, come, come. So we're going to take a break because we're about 40 minutes in, but we'll be back with the resurgence of ECW. The, the 2000s Vince McMahon, there's just so much fun stuff to talk about. Oh, it's really good because this is when it's like he's trying 16 things a year and then he goes... Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering... Does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase, risky cream pie. (laughs) And you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Oh yeah, baby, let's uh, talk about the rest of the year, because we are right now in March only. All right. Oh, no, we're in... um, April? Oh yeah, we're in the beginning of April. Oh, we're in May. Oh no, we're actually, no, we're in June. Yeah. All right, that's sick. But... So Vince on TV during this time is pretty much a babyface who comes out sometimes to be like, I actually run the show and Randy Orton, you have to fuck me young now. 
But open your stance up because everyone wants to see that long dick. Vince McMahon is the stepdad first year of the marriage. I'm still trying to impress this kid. So you get candy for <laughs> breakfast. You've got eight months left before I, for no reason, turn on you. <laughs> Who, which stepdads did you have? I had no stepdads. All of my friends had stepdads. They all followed this pattern. I will explain the stepdad pattern. Kind of really? weird guy that was just in my friend's houses in the morning time, then got married, then crazy nice for the first year, then literally a absolute asshole for three to four years, then sleep in basement for a while. This is how you know that, by the way, the second marriage is going badly. When the dude moves a chest of drawers into the basement, just divorce right there. They live there for about two years. Stepdad moves out, gets divorced, refuses to pay for anything because of the new kids that he's had. That's that's how that works, baby. Yeah. Sounds like they gave it up super easy to guys named Daryl. That's, that's the thing about Ottawa. Everyone knows this about Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. You know what the phrase, the, you know what the slogan of the town is? You can fuck anyone's mom. It's even better. It's, it, it is that. It's that, but in Latin. <laughs> yeah, because it is a government town, so they want you to know that they're all whores, but they also want you to know that they fucking... Yeah. We will fuck, and we will pay for stuff if you work in the renovation business. <laughs> so this is the interesting thing, because they have another chance to do an inter interpromotional angle, because they do bring back ecw in some way oh yeah so what happens is they do they release a dvd which dylan does or uh, dylan has never seen he's never seen the rise and fall of ecw never any times yeah because and i'm quoting dylan here he uh doesn't go for that weak shit <laughs> yeah i watched the hardcore well the hardcore documentary that jeremy borash put together where it's just raven being like and that's another time they gave me extra onion rings at wendy's could i complain yeah what time me and perry saturn just are our sex criminals okay here's the thing you need to know about me i'm a good guy though <laughs> so Vince McMahon, uh, he's, he likes basically Raw to be the brand that goes against ECW. Bischoff has a funeral uh, for ECW, which is interrupted by Vince McMahon, who bought out Paul Heyman. And Vince revealed that he secretly supported ECW financially just because everyone loves ECW. So Vince is the good guy. Vince encouraged Heyman and Bischoff to butt heads which is really cool, and you could really see the heat between Bischoff and Heyman, and this is a microcosm uh, of what Vince basically should have allowed on his own television once WC with WCW and WWF, but it just didn't happen. But, of course, they do One Night Stand, and Meltzer, around this time, I remember, was pretty critical of this because they couldn't just let ECW just have a pay-per-view, just be like, ECW's coming back. So watch that on Sunday. They needed to tie WWE into it. Big time. And they they really did, and it was really good. I kind of get what he's saying, because it's like, why the fuck is this shit on my TV? I have to kind of show what it is and give a storyline. Yeah. Why should it just be like, and now ECW's going to have a fun little bunch of tussles. So, everyone, do you guys want to hold hands? And uh, let's hold hands. Anyway, all the clips we're going to show of this uh, are hate crimes now. Even just four years later, they're all hate crimes. But we're going to show some clips. This is when Simon Diamond uh, protested an abortion clinic. That was his character. Yeah, and now uh, here's a bunch of clips of Raven actually attacking a kid. 
Yeah, here's a bunch of t- clips of Raven uh, abducting a child and selling it into sex trafficking uh, while the crowd chants EC dub. Uh, yeah, no, and here's a clip of Kimono on a lay me, and there's Paul Heyman, and he sets sets her on fire. Yep, she's on fire. No one is calling the police. No one is calling an ambulance. They are, oh my God, they're pointing and laughing. They are laughing. They are pointing. They are pointing and laughing. What a world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they have ECW One Night Stand. Obviously, it's great. They have great sales of uh, Rise and Fall ECW DVDs. Funnily enough, this is a business that still to this day the WWE makes money off of, which is DVD sales. Now, I know that sounds nuts, but around this time... I don't believe... I. Th- you've talked about this a lot. I believe nothing of what you're saying. I do talk about this a lot. You talk about it a lot. You're like always going on about it, and it's weird. DVDs still sell, but legit... DVDs still sell. Not as much as they did, but if the WWE would have just not fucking pivoted it off DVDs, there's enough rural this people is, that watch funny. the that's WWE. That's really funny. There, my uncle still buys every pay-per-view. What are you talking about? He can't get the internet. He buys every pay-per-view. He does not buy every pay-per-view. He does. He buys the pay-per-views. He pays like 50 bucks. He pays 50 bucks to watch like Night of Champions. I'm going to say this right now. Are you ready for it? I don't care for that. He likes professional wrestling, John. He's not like you. He should be. He actually appreciates what the athletes. He do. should be like. He should okay? be more like me. So fuck you. You want to fuck me? He should never be more like you. He would never be a fucking lib. Cuck. Yeah, with a hot body and a cool wife, though. He fixes anything. Oh, is that dirt broken? I don't understand what you mean. The dirt looks broken. I don't understand what that means. Paved road. That's what he meant. That's very funny. He paves shit. That dirt's broken. But this is so easy. But at, obviously, at this time, 2005, people are collecting DVDs. If you're young and <laughs> used to collect DVDs, which is insane, because now that would be like, look, I have all this useless shit. You know what I collect is old, old financial statements. Yeah, my, my apartment's cluttered. Yeah, my apartment's cluttered. Look at me. But I you have old DVDs. And uh, ECW Rise and Fall DVD was their best selling DVD, Rob Van Dam. Got them to revive ECW. I'm sure we all know the tale. Well, it's a, uh, a couple point. of different people have a different story to tell. Here's the one thing we do know. Here's the one thing we do know. Yes. Vince McMahon had nothing to do with it. But he made himself feel like he did because he put Raw in. That was the criticism. But I think that it makes total sense that like this, this pay, everyone likes ECW already. How will they like it more? Let's get Eric Bischoff, who honestly, Vince must have hated this because like, Everyone on some point liked Vince. People did not like Eric Bischoff, not even a bit. But the thing that also to know from being behind the scenes is Vince is not at this pay-per-view. Vince is not at the actual ECW one-night stand event that happens. He's, I assume Linda is like, you have to just, you have to come meet your grandkids. You don't have to talk to them. You can be in another room. You have to be in the same building as your grandchildren. Fuck you. And the pay-per-view sells very well, leading to what will happen in the coming years, which is the greatest moments in wrestling history. Vince McMahon wears a do-rag, becomes ECW champion. Um, The other thing that's important about uh, this, by the way, is uh, Paul Heyman is solidly back in the fold after uh, potentially not being appreciated. Uh, He is fired from creative earlier this year for listening into conference calls about WrestleMania. According to him, according to everyone else, it's just because Vince found him very fucking annoying, which I love very much. Um, and he will be fired again next year, so don't look forward to that. Uh, why is he fired and hired so much? Because Vince McMahon is schizophrenic about his anti-Semitism. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about 
July. <laughs> I think that I think that Vince just doesn't like dissenting opinions, essentially. Yeah, and his opinion is everyone should be Christian. That's what Vince says. He said it all the time. Okay, my dick is all the way out here, guys, because we're going to talk about, finally, we're going to talk about what happened. Muhammad Hassan, this is the craziest part. Did you hear this part? Now, this is, uh, I don't want to say this. Someone, listener, can get up to us on Twitter, at The Wrestler Review. Sorry, at Wrestler Review on Twitter, at Wrestler Review on Instagram. Leave a comment here. But I had been told that the WWE knew about the terrorist attacks in London and still aired the Muhammad Hassan angle anyway. Uh, I'm looking this up. I'm looking to see what day. No, it was July 4th that Muhammad Hassan staged an attack on The Undertaker. No, no, hang on. I completely agree with you. But it may have been filmed on July 4th, but only aired. It aired in in England because that was the schedule on Sky, maybe. Yeah, like I think because I'm trying to see. Maybe. You look this up and then I'll, uh, because I want to talk through this. Muhammad Hassan. Now, here's the thing. What they were doing, which is what they always do with a character like this, is Davarius' manager, Muhammad Hassan, of course. It's so much better. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Okay, it was filmed on July 4th. July 7th is a Thursday, and this was before Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah, so this is Thursday. So it aired. That's the thing. It was filmed three days beforehand, and they had a chance to not They didn't need to air this, because, again, this happened in the morning in England, so it would have happened, like, because 7-7 happened during rush hour, so it was within the day, and they could have been like, yeah, it was 9 a.m., is when it started, and they're like, well, we could edit this out. Instead, they were like, um, no, let's keep it in. This is topical. <laughs> well, here's what happens, right? Because this is what they always do, is they pivot. The entire angle is all like, so it's all um, is all about Muslims, essentially, at this point. But these two people they were bringing were the Shane twins, who you may recognize from TNA as the Johnsons. So they're taking the Johnsons, the guys who played dicks, and making them the heavies for Muhammad Hassan. But the thing that n- was really fucking crazy about this attack, if you've watched the angle, it's pretty fucking crazy. It's really well done. I will say that. <laughs> but they come in and they choke the Undertaker with piano wire, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> and then Muhammad Hassan does a throat slash motion and puts the Undertaker in the camel clutch. So this off is Muhammad Hassan is praying on the entrance ramp. Yes. They're going one. This is when they decided to be like, fuck it. We're going 100% into this. We're going to try and get this guy 1970s North Carolina heat. And then literally a terrorist attack happens on the same. Yeah. Day. And by the way, what I love the most is all they had to do was not show that. Instead, they 100% did. Yeah, all they had to do was not show that. Like it's They could have totally salvaged this guy's entire career. Because let's not forget this. This guy is a wrestler. He basically is a rookie. He comes in. They give him this angle. He, he gets over super quick. He's a, a good wrestler for like being two years in. And then like six months later, he is a gym teacher. Yeah. Which he's a gym teacher to this day. Yeah, he's a gym teacher to this day. And I guarantee that he's having a great time. All, the only thing that he started wrestling again, and then you know what the funny thing is about Muhammad? Uh, actually, no, Dylan. Sorry, pardon me. He is now the principal of Fulton Junior High School in Hannibal, New York. He's a principal now. Here's the fun thing about this dude: is he started wrestling a bit again? Then you know what happened? He didn't want to. 
pandemic. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, no one wants this guy wrestling. Anytime this guy tries to make it in wrestling, something horrible happens to the world. I really hope he never starts wrestling again. What's funny is he he actually yesterday said, fuck the pandemic. The only thing that would stop me from wrestling is if my favorite president, Donald Trump, gets COVID. We wake up this morning. Look what's happened. Yeah. And you know what the other thing is? Is uh, he is opening for Smash Mouth and Everclear at a bunch of concerts, too. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty sick. He's the MC. He's the principal, and he's pretending it's a concert. He's like, you kids, get out of here. And then everyone's like, well, you're actually younger than Smash Mouth. This makes no sense. And he's like, and then he piano wires. And then he piano he wires. He piano wired two kids, and then just, somebody once told me. <laughs> piano wire murders. Here's fun thing. Uh, Bret Hart works agrees to work with the WWE yeah, again. Yeah, Bre- Bret Hart clearly needs some money to impress some people that so he can cheat on his wife. I believe he's going through his second divorce at this time. He married an Italian lady. Uh, and then, of course, that didn't work out because she was like, I uh, don't want to move to Calgary. Uh, well, you have to move to Calgary because... Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't like other, other cities have too much stuff near the road. Calgary, there's nothing really near the road, so it's better. Also, I'm a celebrity there, so I don't pay for smokes. Yeah, I want to go to the grocery store and get recognized, but not in a way where they, where they stop me. They just go, hey, Brett, and I go, hey, I'm the best there is, the best there was, and then they smooch me. Yeah, hey, let me ask you this, though. Have you ever cheated on someone so much that you actually got to fuck, like, in the frozen food section of a metro? Because I have twice. It makes your stack smaller, but it makes your jizz cooler. (laughs) You haven't lived until you've seen your jizz iced. Mm, I used to do, I used to freeze my sperm in the, in the ice cube trays at my parents' house. And then my mom would drink it and I'd be like, "Mm, I'm just like daddy. I'm so sorry. That's the creepiest thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iced jizz. The Stu Hart story. Sorry, pardon me. No, he has just married Cinzia Rota. In September 15, 2004, and they divorced Ooh. in 2007 after failing to agree on where they should live. I can't believe I didn't believe. I didn't. I didn't know that. I just made all of that up, and that's 100% why they've divorced. God damn it. I love this program. <laughs> this fucking guy is, is so. So this is also the time where they're making basically love letters to people they want to well, work with Well, yes, again. they're making love letters or the... Or like Ultimate Warrior DVD, where they're like, and that's when the Ultimate Warrior invented pedophilia. He went, hey, the warriors all should come to my house naked without their parents. Before before the Ultimate Warrior started wrestling, Down Syndrome had a cure. And then he leg dropped the cure for Down Syndrome. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Uh, SummerSlam takes place. And you know what? The buy rate is up 235000 because of Hulk Hogan wrestling Shawn Michaels in maybe the funniest match of Shawn Michaels' career because clearly Shawn Michaels always says that I used to be hard to work with, but now I love God and I'm so no, used he's to not, work no, with. No, he's well, exactly the same guy. Here's the, no, no, he's exactly the same guy. This is what he is. He goes, um, I'm not that guy anymore because I love Christ. Also, you better not be a woman or gay because then you're bad. I'm going to say this. I've said it before and I say it again. Shawn Michaels is a little bitch. Shawn Michaels, I will fight you. I will physically fight you. And um, here's the thing is we each give money. To, whoever wins, money to the charity of choice. I'll meet you wherever you want. Newsflash, by the way. Wherever he agrees, I'm hitting him with a car, punching him in the face, pissing in his mouth, taking a photo of it, 
sending it to his um, church and his church and be like, that's bad. He's weak. He'll be fired from it. Also, you're a bald little bitch, Sean. You're a bald little bitch. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Don, uh, he's one of the very few people that voted for Donald Trump only because he's like, who I really support is Mike Pence's wife. <laughs> yeah, he wants Mike Pence to be the... Pr- he's really rooting for this COVID Trump thing to happen because then he's like, then Mike Pence gets in and then we get to pave the world. Yeah, then we get Mike, then we get Mike Pence's wife. That's because he doesn't want Mike Pence. He's like, Mike Pence is not conservative enough for me. Mike Pence's wife doesn't even believe in dogs as pets. <laughs> you have to have a rabbit, Sean, because they are the only animals that believe in straight sex. <laughs> so... Hogan beats Shawn Michaels. If you haven't seen the match, it's really you gotta good. see it. It's really good. Shawn Michaels throws a hissy fit ever. in the ring. Because Shawn Michaels literally runs around like he's having a seizure, and Hulk Hogan legitimately is just like, that. this seems out of character. Yeah, he goes, what the fuck? He basically stands there going, what the fuck is this guy doing? But the other thing is, Hogan has done this before to other people, lest you forget Vader powerbombing him, and then Hogan just like getting up like no move happened. Yeah, it's sick. Hogan's fucking wicked at it. But Hogan's allowed to do it because he fucking Hogan fucks, man. I'm gonna say it right now. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Hulk Hogan say it right now. Hulk Hogan does not use condoms. I'm in favor of that. Shawn Michaels, uh, he pulls out that we the rest of the review has a sticked code of conduct. Here's number one you don't pull out. You leave your car in the garage. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to get snow on it. This analogy fell apart. <laughs> September 19th, Vince talks about Raw Homecoming. The great thing about this is he thanks Spike TV for being a great partner. This is all online. And then he is bleeped for two minutes. And that's when he's saying about how sick USA Network is. And he says USA Network 16 times. As if Spike TV wasn't going to bleep that. It's so good. It's so On good. live TV, he went, USA Network is fucking dope. These guys are great. But fuck them. USA Network, what up? 2005 is an interesting year for big media conglomerates moving places because 2005 is also when Howard Stern leaves Terrestrial Radio and goes to Satellite Radio, and he was doing the same thing as Vince McMahon where he was just going on and on about Satellite Radio. Oh, we should say this then because this helps us out a lot. Please, three months free to Sirius XM Radio. That's how we make a lot of yeah, money. So please right now, sign up for Sirius XM Radio, three months free. I'll fucking post the link in the episode. I don't give a shit. We need this. Yeah. Howard Stern, thank you for going to Sirius XM Radio. It's the way I can provide for myself. Yeah. Without uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Dylan and I would be sucking dicks for quarters. Yeah. And now we're doing it for... Love of the game. We're doing it for love of the game, baby. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing it because I don't want to do those... Like I don't have that weird exercise that boxers do where you put the thing on your head and you the weight at the end. I just I just suck some suck some people off. Preferably with small dicks so I get my mob- mobility. You know I do I mean? it so people feel appreciated. Oh, that's nice. I, I'm more in it for just like personal neck gains. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For the love of the game yeah. too. Good for you, I John. really enjoy just looking up at someone and going, mine's bigger. Referring to the load of... Oh, course. there is always... I'm, I'm always above them. Oh, you... Wait, what? No, I'm always above. I stand on a I stand on a chair and they have an elevated bed. I can draw you a picture. <laughs> Wait, so you get like an orthopedic hospital bed, you jack that up. Yes. They stand on yes. that, then you get a chair, stand on the chair, and then you just go we're like No, they lie down. They lie down, I'm standing over them. Oh, interesting. So you lie down and so that only this is the this is one of the creepiest Are you familiar with the exercise good mornings, John? I'm looking it up. I do a full bend at the waist with every suck. It's a very good exercise. 
I've lost a bit of weight. This is oh health. yeah, excellent. No, no, this is a very good exercise to do. The penis is actually in not in my mouth, right? Okay, it's not in my mouth for longer than it is in. But my basically, mouth. what it is is like it's like you're you you bend all the way down, and and it, and it's sort of like you're you're one of those birds drinking. Oh, don't laugh. Water. I'm not laughing. I'm crying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Birds. Li- <laughs> Birds drinking from water, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like one of those weighted birds drinking from water. Yeah, you're just li- yeah. That's lovely. Just yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That it's for Ooh. me, not yeah. you. I'm gonna say it right now. Good luck to no context rest of the review editing this episode because none of the things we've said are that offensive, but they are creepy as hell. <laughs> oh no, you can. <laughs> you don't need to do that. I don't think we've done voices really. It's just the words. Oh yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible stuff. Now, here's the most fun part about the year. October 10th, Vince, Linda, and Stephanie McMahon collectively fire Jim Ross. Linda kicks him between the nuts. That's why they. That's how they write him off, because JR has legitimate colon surgery. And during his recovery for the surgery, Vince sends him a text and goes, Yo, man, you're going to love the shit we do about you tonight, brah. And then JR goes, no, okay, you're fine. Missing, you're missing and- the best part. Why do they, in the context of the show, fire him? This is the best part. Because... On the previous week on Raw Homecoming, Vince McMahon uh, came out stone cold stunnered every single member of the McMahon family, and he blamed Jim Ross for not doing anything. You should have helped me, and it's the f- it is the best justification for uh, Vince fucking with Jim Ross ever, which is why didn't you do something to help me? But then it makes no sense because it's like just have Austin come out again. No, like no, it makes it's sense so much to like he's, like he's such a shithead. But then Jim Ross never really gets his revenge, does he? No, but he never gets any of his revenge. Okay. I just mean like, it would make sense if it's like, you know, fucking. It's so funny because we're going to cover the Battle of the Billionaires soon. But it's um like I was going to say Bobby Lashley because they start to push Bobby Lashley really hard towards the end of this year. But Bobby Lashley comes back and he's like, you don't fucking fuck with JR. That's, that's my whole motherfucking childhood, you fucking old fuck. And then beats the shit out of Vince and whoever Vince's proxy is. But at this time, it would just be Vince and it would be a hard fought it would be hard fought. No, it's not 2003 where he was just like, all right, me versus Batista, and Batista wins, but only because he cheats. Yeah. Also, speaking of cheaters. Okay. Batista on his wife. Batista fucked every single yeah, person. This is- oh, he fucked. This is when Batista, by the way, um, I don't know what John Cena's packing, but two of the three people that have um the that are tagged as like the next people, like Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista, two of them have confirmed long <laughs> wait a minute so uh, i'm guessing vince went in the shower and went like uh who's over seven and they're like over seven you mean years old he's like i'm talking inches here boys and then he went batista orton <laughs> you guys are in evolution with triple h so you <laughs> if anyone has to see a picture of his dick just take a picture of yours and send it to them yeah well ladies and gentlemen welcome to evolution combined cock size 23 inches that's seven <laughs> that's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang on let me nine, get nine nine and five no, no. seven for batista seven for orton six for rick one for paul <laughs> evolution is a mystery anyway can't i get hard you see Look at my big dicky. That was the yeah. original lyrics. <laughs> also, we totally forgot to mention that uh, WrestleMania 21 was Vince McMahon hiring Motorhead for Triple H's entrance. Motorhead. Oh, and Lemmy not knowing the words to his own song. <laughs> yeah, and I, and then they don't have bands at WrestleMania. They don't have bands at WrestleMania for quite some time, clearly because Vince was like, those rock and rollers don't know how to read. 
My favorite part of that was when uh, Lemmy says, and I quote, it's all about the game, 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 game. I like the game, game, game. <laughs> he doesn't know. Gay, you know that one part of the song? He just goes, it's all about the game, playing the game, 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 game. No, my favorite is because he gets the first he gets the first bit of it right, and then you can see him be like, oh, wait, I don't care about this. It's all about the game. I got a game. Who wants to be game? This is bad. I had two bit. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. It's all oof. I don't know who Paul is. I don't like Triple H. I wanted to meet uh, some ladies. I will say this. There's no way he hates Triple H because this guy was like, hey, I liked you when I was a kid. Can I get my father-in-law to give you $5 million? And he's like, yes. Yes, you fucking can. Lemmy probably made so much fucking money off that goddamn song. It's still their number. It's like their number two listen track on Spotify is Ace of Spades. Then Triple H is number song. three is line. Yeah, but number three is Line in the Sand, which is my personal favorite. Ooh, well, my personal favorite is the Evolution theme song. But for those of you who don't know how to fuck, <laughs> yeah, my personal favorite is the King of Kings theme. Oh yeah, when Triple H, Triple H, the only wrestler to get two theme songs inexplicably. Of course. Well, and then that's when my favorite, my friend Tim Dorse, as he said it. Oh, he was watching. He hasn't watched wrestling in a while, and he's like, "Oh, Triple H is the King of Kings now. He's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ." I didn't know Jesus Christ was so yoked. Yeah, Jesus Christ is fucking ripped now, man. He literally took Jesus Christ's nickname. <laughs> anyway, October twenty fourth, Vince McMahon. The most egregious thing. I'll say it again. If you're gonna do a segment where you make fun of one of your employees, I don't even give a fucking shit about that. Here's why I care about. This was eight minutes long, Dr. Heine. Of course, you haven't seen Dr. Heine. Vince McMahon plays a doctor, nurse with big jugs. He says he's going to fuck her later. That's lit. Just to the side. Super cool, right? Here's another thing. Um, he keeps finding stuff in JR's butt. Barbecue sauce. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma College fucking helmet. He finds a bunch of other shit. And then he finds JR's head. Does, your head was up your ass, you fucking poontang pie. He finds Mae Young's other hand. Good stuff. He finds a bunch of stuff in his butt for seven minutes, and uh, they make a bunch of fart noises, and then, uh, yeah, and uh, seven minutes later, he finds JR's head in his ass. Once again, most egregious thing is the seven minutes. Sorry, The best part about this whole thing is Jim Ross uh, has taken a lot of shit from Vince McMahon and is pretty good about it. Like, he's pretty good about it. This, he apparently, would you like to know what Jim Ross's problem with this was? His wife died. Nope, it's better. It was Mm -hmm. too long. His problem, his problem with it was your same problem with it. And if you ever watched the Legends of Wrestling roundtables, which you can find on uh, Daily Motion or Vimeo, or as I call it, YouTube, but we don't respect no laws. Um, you, Jim Ross talks about this a lot, where he's just like, "Well, you see, man, uh, what happened there is uh, after Monday Night Raw, uh, uh, Vince McMahon thought he was Orson Welles, and uh, I seen the Doctor Honey sketch. You know, I didn't like it because I, uh, I also don't like Gone with the Wind. It was a bit long, and it, and it's so interesting because again, Jim Ross of all of the wrestling guys involved with the Attitude Era has the best perspective on who he is, which is like." Uh, how much money do I got? Great. Say what you want about me. I don't give a fuck. And then this, he's just like... It- well, it's also like he's realistic about if he's for years seen Vince McMahon like, hey, I'm going to go out on TV and call Hogan old and call Randy Savage a fucking wife abuser for like a bunch of time on TV. And then, and then obviously when you see someone treat other people like that the pendulum's gonna swing your way if you get because he's for sure also the only dissenting voice at this point because vince is 
cleaned the fucking cabinet of people. I, the, I bet you he's not even the dissenting because, again, he's no longer in charge of talent relations. Uh, I think it's also one of those things where this is just a vengeance for him being right and quietly getting cre- like no one is even giving Jim Ross credit. We don't know how much Jim Ross had to do with the Attitude Era in terms of um, signing all those people at this point. The Internet hadn't figured that out yet. This is just like a backwards comment made by one person and Vince is, I have to destroy Jim Ross. People won't think that I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero dies. Uh, Vince says he fucking did this shit himself. He's a poontang pie. To be honest, Eddie, you knew something was wrong. I remember at WrestleMania 21 where he had a match with Rey Mysterio in the opening match. This is, of course, the year where he does the uh, Dominic stuff. And Eddie's body has broken down. I think that people, obviously, he's not on any sort of uh, actual drugs, like get you high drugs. But the thing that he is doing is look at Eddie Guerrero's frame in 1997 and look at him in 2005, and you will see he is packed on about 70 pounds of pure muscle, and that's not uh, that's not a thing you should be doing. He's probably Benoit cycling, which is like, uh, I'm just going to keep on doing this till my bones are actual dust and replaced with muscles, and then once I get off steroids, I'll just condense into a puddle and What's die. so sad about this is Eddie was doing all of this to support his family and because of his death, his wife was given a job for life, also known as you can work here for 10 years and then get the fuck out. Well, to be honest, she did too good a job. Yeah. She also got to have sex with Edge because I choose to believe that that was a real, pr- that was a real part of the show. <laughs> hey, buddy, if my wife ever dies, I want to fuck Edge. <laughs> I agree with you. It's in, my, it's, in, it's in both mine and my wife's will. I like the Vicky Guerrero treatment, please. I want to fuck yeah. Edge. While yelling, excuse me. <laughs> um, and then we get the ultimate, which is Vince McMahon in a backstage segment. Uh, segment uh, calls John Cena the... Oh, yeah. This is Dylan's... Uh, Dylan had this played before he walked down the aisle at his wedding. Yeah, and then and Booker T goes, tell me he didn't just say yeah, that. Yeah, by the way, that there was a giant fight over that because um, he was not supposed to speak. Booker T was just supposed to nod quietly at this, but then he said that Vince McMahon wanted yeah. to cut from the program and everyone else had to be like, if you don't have that, we are going to be in trouble. And he's like, oh no, you don't understand. It's still the mid 2000s. We can get away with a lot more than you think. And yeah. boy, was he right. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed all every uh, minority on the card was supposed to hold hands and say, it's fine that he says that because it's actually his word, not ours. And then they were supposed to, and then they were supposed to jump into a lake with a bunch of weights tied to yeah, their legs and drown, to drown coo- themselves voluntarily. Sing kumbaya, and Vince would just laugh at them. Yeah, and if any of them came to the top, he gets to shoot them and just free shoot a gun into the water and goes, "Ha ha, that'll take care of them. They're all dead for sure." Ha ha ha. Other things that are important to note: Eric Bischoff finally leaves WWE TV, baby. Yeah, he after a bunch of time. Where they just fucking pants him on TV, but what? Obviously, the N word on TV was said at was that you pay? That's right, you paid to see it. It was at Survivor yeah, Series. Man. Survivor Series is up seventy five thousand from the previous year, so four hundred thousand people watched this. All the pay per views are up this year. It's fascinating. Say the it's N-word. almost as if he was like, too many people are watching the program. I better say the N word. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is because they have hot new shit. Like they have fucking Batista. Um, they're pushing Orton still. They have men in their 50s saying the N-word. Very, very new. Yeah. 60s now, I think. 50s or 60s? 50s and 60s. Make a decision, Dylan. 
Tell me. But they have new stars, and people like their new stars. And then Vince um, and Triple H. Triple H, it doesn't get as bad as it does the previous year, but Triple H is still like, like he'll lose to Batista. Triple H is fine to lose to Batista, right? So 1945, he is 60 this year. This is 60-year-old man officially. Um, Triple H will lose to Batista. Like, that's fine with him. But the thing that Triple H does that is so much more damaging because they, in getting Triple H and, sorry, in getting Batista and Cena over uh, Orton, they they kind of fucking renege on that because they haven't beat everybody and then Triple H just stomps his ass into the ground. He's real good. For the rest of the year, essentially. Yeah. But the thing is, Triple H will lose to Batista. Like, that's fine. Because the the other thing, when he does the true job to Batista is, he loses at WrestleMania. Then the next month, the whole the whole storyline of the pay-per-view is, you may have beaten me, but I still have the pedigree. The pedigree is unstoppable, which is obviously setting up. He pedigrees Batista. Batista kicks out. Batista bomb over, which is a great, like, it's fucking great, right? Yeah. But what happens is, Triple H then, like, this begins the era of Triple H pedigreeing. Yeah, this is when the pedigree actually becomes a, He's like a gun. Yeah. Oh my god, he pedigreed him and now he's dead and stuff. Yeah, and like like the stunner. Like where he's like he'll just go into the middle of a tag match and he wants to do a promo, but instead of just the tag match happening and then he does the promo the next segment, Triple H comes out and pedigrees and not just a tag match. Like it'll be like for the world tag team titles, he comes out, both teams stop and go, Hey, you can't do this to us. They try and beat him up and can't. And it's like Triple H in like jeans jeans tucked into a jean jacket somehow like he's tucked the jacket into the jeans and pedigrees everybody and then they go oh it's so small my dick's so small and he shows how big his dick is yeah. and then they kill themselves in the ring and then he does his promo for 35 just going yeah, uh, and, uh, i just want to let you know uh, we were supposed to uh, bring back uh, dx uh, but uh, sean uh, won't do it because uh, uh, he's afraid that uh, his church will find out uh he used to hang out with a lady uh, that uh, resembled a uh, man, and they, they'll think the uh, dead, uh, that's bad. But uh, I keep telling him uh, no one uh, watches the program. Uh, to prove it, uh, Vince will say the uh, N-word on television. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, the SmackDown fun thing they do, SmackDown versus Raw for Survivor Series. Team SmackDown wins. Why is that important? Because this is the... This is them starting to really push Bobby Lashley because, as we all know the story, everyone was like, this guy's green. Make sure Vince doesn't see him. Vince saw him. Vince full stood up, stood up, and he said, John, tap my groin. And then John and Laura said, what? And he's like, tap my groin. And then he tapped it and he went, whoa. And then Vince said, that's the hardest it's ever been. And then he was sh- fire hose shooting loads <laughs> everywhere. Ah, there's so much more to come out. It hurts, though. It hurts. Oh, my God. Look how fucking look at him. Fuck. Vince sneezed when he saw Bobby Lashley, and they had to replace the carpet in his office. (laughs) Full shoot. Full shoots of fucking. I would say it's probably like spackle is how much fucking how dense the cum is that Vince shoots. And then Bobby Lashley is going to be. His number one bow, which, to be honest, is a huge move forward because even though Bobby Lashley is just a jacked daddy, like he is just a... Yeah, he's a big kissable boy who wants to kiss. But Bobby Lashley is also, he's black. And they're gonna, the face of the company is going to be a black man. And I think that's a great... But Bobby Lashley, um, and <laughs> now he can do a promo... 
15 years later, but then he could not. And his finishing move was pretty weak because it was just like Bobby Lashley's whole character was he does a he does like he points like it's a T, like he does a big um I could point into a T and he does a running power slam. That's his whole character. Like he has no cool he started out having the dominator and that they were like, No, that's too cool. Running power slam, he runs and he softly places the man on the ground. That's his character. Yeah. It's Bobby Lashley at this time is very interesting because it's like, look at the photos of this guy. He's so good. And then you're like, wait a minute, what kind of guy is he? And then it's like, he is not good. November 28th, after Eric Bischoff loses to Teddy Long, SmackDown sweeps the Survivor Series. Vince says, you're a fucking punk bitch, and I might fire you. The next week, they have the trial of Eric Bischoff, and the coach represents Eric Bischoff, Mick Foley represents the prosecution, and Vince was the judge, and Vince once again... No, if it wasn't enough, he never thought he could be hard again after seeing Bobby Lashley, but now he's f- at full mast, but it hurts so much to be so hard because he's about to judge Eric Bischoff. And he, of course, fires Bischoff, slams him into a dump truck, and ships him out of wrestling December 5th, 2005, a complete like two years wasted of Eric Bischoff, who is a great performer. And uh, he could have done a lot with that character, but he didn't. He just fucking punked him off and threw him in a garbage truck. December 12th, Vince becomes the intern GM and starts fucking interviewing people to be the full-time GM. This, of course, is because they're just starting on USA. And he thinks, I need the biggest star in wrestling, the biggest star I have available, which, of course, is Vince Kennedy McMahon. Um, December 26th, Boxing Day, Vince gave his review of Bret Hart's DVD until he's interrupted by Shawn Michaels. Shawn said it was one thing for Bret to be better, but Vince should just get over it already. Vince took offense to Shawn and his comments and warned Michaels, Shawn, don't make me screw you too. So he's actually, weirdly, finally accepting that he had some role in the screw job. Now, this is a big olive branch from brett to sorry from vince to brett and obviously will result in brett coming back shortly but you know what i mean this is weird because vince is if you're brett hart i think brett did the smart thing even though he's like <laughs> not even working with a full stack where it's like he sees okay you can make up with vince but there will be a time where you're like okay i work for vince mcmahon i depend on this money now and that's when he'll make you kiss the ring and the way you enter the way you leave the company is like Oh, I was in a storyline where uh, me and Linda were having an affair, but then Linda left because, like, I don't come. It just goes, when I when I ejaculate. Yeah. What's interesting also is that uh, I assume that when Vince McMahon had to admit to the screw job, he then had eight writers working in a room being like, figure out how this wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, but, like, more so make it look how smart I was for doing it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you had to do it. It was the only thing you could do because you're an alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to make sure everyone knows that I am number one. <laughs> so that is the year 2005. I'm not sure how long we did, but it was a fucking while. John, what's the best and worst thing about Vince McMahon quickly as we exit this episode? Uh, best thing about Vince McMahon is I hate him. Worst thing is shut up. Um, best thing about this is uh, it's the start of John Cena. Worst thing about him is everything else is, of course, happening. Yeah, best thing is obviously Cena and Batista. Worst thing, Eddie Guerrero's death and how he was just like, I'm having a tribute episode. Eddie's death is his own goddamn fault. End of episode. Now, 
Bobby Lashley beating Latin men yeah. for two hours. Yeah, exactly. Get me Bobby Lashley. Get get him to pin a bunch of people. <laughs> so that's it. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, fucking join us online. On, online. Log on to the internet. Log on to the internet with us. And it's uh, at Wrestler Review on Twitter, at Wrestler Review on Instagram, the Wrestle Review Podcast on Facebook, if you're a conservative news fan. Uh, uh, fucking at Wrestle Review on Facebook. And join us somewhere else. I don't know. Join us in the post office. I'll just hang out in the post office all day. COVID be damned. No mask in it in the post office. Licking stamps and going, mm, can I return this? And they go, yeah, of course. Trying to spread. Just trying to be a conductor of COVID if I have it. So join me in the post office. Just type in post office. Go to your nearest one. I'll be there. Just licking stamps. Putting them on my ass. Dylan got a su- Dylan got a super spreader baby and it's so cool. Super shredder, super spreader. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We'll have our apologies for we mentioned our Dilo Brown episode. We did do our episode on the real sports with Vinny Mac and Brian Gumble and Armin Katayan. That one is available for patrons. Uh, just five bucks gives you access. And next week we'll be doing our Dilo Brown episode, having it up there at some point. YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. So thank you very much for listening, guys. We have kissed before and we will kiss again.